0: Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Johnson strikes again. She's on a hat trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry.
2: The Australian Women's Cricket Team win their fifth... 20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MC. Hello and
3: welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And Laura Jolly, you're in Mumbai. Um, five days in, is it, LJ? Tell us how it's been so far.
1: Yeah, it's been a, a big five days. I feel like we've been here far longer than that. They've um, managed sure to squeeze in a fair bit so far, getting used to the sights and sounds of Mumbai again and going to Wankiti for the first time. Getting in a practice match, so it's been really good so far, and now it's only a few more sleeps to the test.
3: Yeah, yeah, very exciting. What's Wangetti Stadium like? It looks pretty impressive in all the um, photos you've been sending through.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. It's um, you know, it's a lot bigger than where they were played in this part of Mumbai previously at Brabon Stadium. It's actually a, a much bigger place very nice stadium and hopefully um i think tickets went on sale yesterday so hopefully they get a a really good crowd
3: yeah nice one um and so you would have been at the practice match uh yesterday uh against a mumbai women's team reading your very thorough and excellent report um for all our listeners lj's on deck so make sure you're keeping up with all her news via cricket.com.au but it sounded like moons phoebes midge among the runs and um Newbie Lauren Cheadle um, taking a couple of wickets as well. Tell us how it all panned out there at uh, Wonketty Stadium. Yeah,
1: it was a bit of an interesting one. I'm sure um, with a bit more time, the team would have liked to have played a multi-day warm-up, but it was a 50-over aside, but with the Red Bull, um, Aussies batted first, and it was one of those kind of loose warm-ups where if they'd gone out quite quickly, they would have just sent people in for a second hit or whatever until the 50-overs were used up. But as it turned out... Um, Moons and Phoebe Litchfield at the top of the order uh, started really well, put on 100 runs in 20 overs, and then they were both retired. Obviously, so they wanted to get everyone a, a chance for a hit. Um, Midge also just looked really impressive. I mean, this is her first proper hit out coming back from that um, that finger injury that ended the WBBL for her. So she looked great first up. She didn't wicket keep, which um, apparently is not a concern. She will play on Thursday, and she's expected to keep. Beth Mini definitely doesn't want to. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, we, ga- I feel like we gather that from Moon, she didn't sound yeah.
1: keen. <laughs> I think the 50 overs yesterday was enough for Moon. So, <laughs> um, it, it is definitely the plan for Midge to keep in the test. I think she's just still building up and they just didn't want to risk any knocks to the fingers or anything going wrong in the practice match. So Moon's got that on her yesterday. And from the bowlers, um, Lauren Cheadle and Kim Garth got to take the new ball. And Lauren Mm -hmm. Cheadle in particular was really impressive, got a couple of early wickets. Darcy Brown, you'd expect, would do that role in the test, but they um, brought her on later in the warm-up match, giving her the slightly older ball. And she was trying to find a bit of reverse swing and work on a few things of her own for the test. So all in all, um, a really valuable hit out for Australia, I think. Obviously, you know. It's going to be a very different standard of opposition when you get to the test. You're yeah. playing a very informed Indian team, but mm. certainly are a good taste of the conditions.
3: Have you picked up any sort of selection hints um, throughout the warm-up match or watching any training sessions or talk, talking to the coaches and stuff like that?
1: So I reckon the top seven is like obviously locked in. You've got uh, Mooney and Litchfield are going to open the batting. McGrath, Perry rounding out that top four. Lisa Healy came in at five in the practice game yesterday. Annabelle Brooklyn looks like she's been moved up to number six. Obviously she scored that ton at eight in the ashes, but um rightfully moves up the order a bit now. Ash Gardner at seven, and then um then it gets a bit interesting. You'd think Darcy Brown and like King are locks for that the test eleven. Um they batted Georgia Wareham at number eight in the warm-up match, which suggests maybe they're hoping to like lengthen the batting order a bit by including her there. Um, Obviously, then you've got Jess Johnson too if they decide to play four spinners. And um, Kim Garth and Lauren Cheadle also are obviously vying for spots. But realistically, they could just play the one frontline quick given they've got three pace bowling all-rounders in the 11. So it's going to be a pretty big call, I think, between probably Cheadle or playing four
3: spinners. Yeah, yeah, and we were speaking off air before, sounds like the Aussies brain trust have been keeping a pretty close eye on, on what happened in the England India test like last week. So do you think that some of what happened in that match will inform selection for our test match?
1: Yeah, I think that will definitely have them thinking about playing four spinners, just looking at what happened in that match once the pitch started to deteriorate. And mm. also, if you do play Jonathan and Wareham, you're really lengthening that batting order, which could also be really important if it does end up being as tricky to bat for the tourists as it was for England. So, mm. yeah, big call cool to make. I think they're going to probably leave it really late um, yeah. and wait to see what that pitch looks like once it, it gets to um, you know Wednesday training, Wednesday evening.
3: Yeah, nice. And what's the vibe around the group? I mean, it's always so exciting with a test match on the horizon, but this is, you know, it hasn't haven't been a test match in India for so long. Um, does it feel like there's a really good and excited vibe around the group?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that. I think any time the Whites come out and the Red Bulls come out is a really exciting time for the team. And um, this is, yeah, something that you know, hasn't happened in 40 years. So it's, nice. it's really exciting. It's massive unknown. I mean, you, you yeah. look at what played out in the England test. And I think you, you just get the sense that anything could happen. I think India have to go in a favourites based off that result. They um they were outstanding against England. So it's going to be a huge test for the Aussies. And it's going to, um, given it's a point point based series and there's two white ball legs to come after that, It yeah, it's going to set things up for a really interesting few weeks.
3: I'm so excited. I mean, it feels like the Indians are going to have their tails up. They're going to have the crowd behind them. But it also feels like we've got the Aussies have got such a well balanced team. Like it's going to be a really exciting contest.
1: Yeah. And they will go in in a better position than England. Um, Yeah. Yeah. England had two days to train for that test. Yeah. Brutal. Coming off a T20 series, all their batters who struggled were coming straight off the WBBL into a T20 series. They. Yeah. I think they've been savaged a bit unfairly <laughs> following that result. You know, they they didn't have the chance to prepare that the Aussies have, and ideally the Aussies would have had even longer and you know played a full warm up game. But at least they've had a warm up match. They've spent a week here. They've had some really intense sessions playing at the stadium where the test will happen. Um, so and with a, a probably a much better balance side than what England had. So hopefully
3: that that puts Australia in. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's going to be a really exciting contest, Aussie fans. Reminder, uh, the test match starts on Thursday. You can watch on Foxtel and KO. Get pumped. It's going to be an unbelievable test match. I'm super excited. Straight after this, uh, for the scoop listeners, we've got the newly appointed vice captain, Talia McGrath, joining LJ for a chat. Um, So, yeah, excited to hear from TMAX, see how she's settling into Mumbai and how she's feeling about her new leadership position. So thank you for listening and um, enjoy watching some Test Match Cricket starting on Thursday. Talia McGrath, joining us from Mumbai. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Scoop Team act. Um, First of all, tell us how it's been in Mumbai so far. I think you've maybe been there for six or so days. So, yeah, give us a rundown of the first first week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Mumbai,
2: we've been to this place a lot uh, recently, so it feels like we're back home almost. Um, stand at the same hotel we used to, so we know all the good coffee shops, we know all the good, good dinner spots. But Wankedi's a new stadium for us, so it's been really nice to get all our trainings out here, get a trial game out here and get used to the, the conditions because, yeah, they're a bit different to Australia, that's for sure. The said had uh, a bit of a rest day yesterday, act. Where did you get up to? Oh, a bit of this, bit of that. We've got a coffee, uh, fancy coffee machine in the team room. So a few of us are trying to be baristas, so spend a bit of time in there making coffee. Um, out to our favourite cafe, Suzette's, for lunch um, with another coffee, of course some time by the pool, nice massage, um, out to a pizza pasta place for dinner. So lots of relaxation, lots of food. Um, yeah, not a bad day.
3: Very nice. And T-Mac, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are back in Australia haven't been to India before. So, uh, for their benefit, tell us a little bit about what it's like to tour India and what sets it apart from other tours.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. It's hectic. Everything's busy. Everything's happening. Everywhere you look, something's going on. Um, ridiculously hot you walk really start sweating so um, it's a lot of fun though um, and I think the thing that stands out is just how much they love their cricket like we were on a bus to the hotel it was midnight and the streets are just flooded with kids playing cricket um, yeah they just love it so there's so much passion there's so much craziness going on that you just got to embrace it and um, well yeah that's pretty much it just embrace it and go with the flow. How adventurous do you get with your future Food choices when you're over here. Do you get into the curries and that? And how spicy do you tend to go? Um, I'm horrible with spice, so I got to make sure every, everywhere I order, I say no spice. And it's still too spicy for me. So um, yeah, I got my I got my um, Aussie snacks with me. Travel everywhere with my Vegemite. Got some two minute noodles on standby if I uh, want a bit of a like just childhood for me. Two minute noodles. Got some biscuits. Got some tuners. So I'm, I'm covered. Um, when I'm want to play it safe, <laughs> but I also like to like to get out and try a bit as well. I love the paneer here, where they do paneer curries and all that. Um, so that's really nice. And then it, all the Aussies love a butter chicken. Um, so yeah.
3: How was the Indian pizza and pasta last night? Was that decent?
2: Really good. And it's the first place that we walked in. The place was decked out in uh, Christmas stuff. They were playing Christmas songs. So it's the first time we've been in India, and it's felt like it's Christmas time. So that was cool. Um, all right. Yeah, I really, festive. Yeah, I had a really nice risotto and uh, some sneaky garlic bread, so it was a good feed. And, and then we uh, ventured to the supermarket after there was a crew of us, so that was an experience in itself, trying to find a supermarket in the middle of Mumbai uh, where there's roadworks, people everywhere. Well, India just comes to life at night time. Everyone just sort of hibernates during the day, and then everyone's yeah. just out and about in the night time.
3: Love it. And um, also for the benefit of our listeners, um, can we get – just an update on Darcy, how she's settled in and how she's tracking in India. Uh, I know she likes to eat the steaks back home, but how's she going with the Indian food? Yeah, Darcy's been
2: great. Um, she's uh, said no to me a few times. She's been very busy studying. So um, I've, had to, I've oh. had to go and hang out with other people. <laughs> but um, oh. <laughs> no, nah, Darcy's been great. Uh, we've been having a competition each morning with who can do the best latte art. She's currently winning. Um, her, wow. her food choices are probably the most bland in the team. Um, She goes veggie when she goes to um, India, Um, so she's had some really nice veggie options, um, and yeah, similar to most of us, not great with spice either, but yeah, if she can stop studying and hang out with me, that'd be great. What's she studying? I should know this. (laughs) (laughs) Vet science or something, I don't know. (laughs) That's Something something to do with animals. And we should say congratulations, this is your first tour as the official full-time vice-captain. Uh, can you tell us a bit about how that process played out and, and when you got the call to tell you you had the got the job? Yeah, thank you. Um, well, there wasn't really too much of a process for me, which was great because <laughs> it was the middle of Big Bash. So Flegs called and said, um, you're, going to, you're going to India. Um, we're just going to work out, work through the, the leadership process. Are you interested in the leadership role? I was like, yep, absolutely. Um, And then from there, yeah, just had to be passed through the board and and got the gig. And from there, she's been working with with Midge. She's she's really passionate about the role. She's got a really clear vision of of where she wants to take the team. And and I've jumped on board and sort of, yeah, helping her take this team to the next level.
3: Nice. Tell us a little bit about Midge's vision and how you're approaching it alongside her.
2: Yeah, she's awesome. She's all about connection. We spend so much time with this team. You almost see each other more than you see your family and friends back home. So it's all about connection. How we connect as a team and, and um, get to know each other off the field will help that um, on-field connection, getting to know each other, um, what to do when we're struggling, what to do when we're flying and that sort of thing. And um, just those little 2%, two 3% that can set us apart from the rest of the team. So um, she started that. Yeah, it's been nice having a team room over here in India where we can just hang out. I think we're going to start some Christmas movies in the lead up to Christmas. Um, There's a few gamers that have got a PlayStation set up. So it's just about hanging out, getting to know each other and and just on that deeper level, so that um, yeah, like I said, when times are tough in the middle, we know how we know how each other work and how to get the best out of each other. Our the tour is kind of perfect for that because you are in sort of a, a bit more of a bubble than you might be when you tour other parts of the world. It probably couldn't be a better tour for um, Midge and my, myself's first full-time leadership role because you're right, you're you're in a little bubble, you see each other every day, and, and it's a, a time of year where um, I suppose everyone would love to be at home, Christmas, New Year. So um, mm. we're making the most of the situation and. Then and um, getting around each other and, yeah, everyone's got their – we've got recovery groups, everyone's got their little pod group where you you got to go to the pool together, go to do something social together. So um, it's, yeah, the perfect tour where we can be really social and hang out with each other and, yeah, just grow stronger as a team.
3: And Mac, in a couple of days you'll be getting the whites out in the baggy greens – Uh, How are the excitement levels among the group for the upcoming test match?
2: So exciting. Um, Every time you put those lights and that bag of green on, it's just, it just hits different. Um, And this one is looming as like, yeah, the excitement's are definitely there because the conditions are just so new to us. It's going to be, it's going to be a challenge, um, but it's going to be a really fun challenge and, We've had a lot of great discussions as a group as to how we're going to approach the, t- uh, the test match, what our plans are, how we're going to have to adapt, how we're going to have to communicate. And, and everyone's looking really good in the nets. Um, it's, yeah, like I said, it's challenging conditions, but everyone's um, had some really good really good conversations and worked out how to play these, these situ- situations for themselves. It looks differently for everyone. And um, I can't wait to get out there on yeah. Thursday.
1: Just as a batting group, um, How are you approaching these conditions and preparing for something that you haven't really faced before?
2: It's, it's crucial in these conditions. One, you've got to have a plan like you go out there and you need to have a plan set up before. Um, And two is you got to stick to your strengths. Um, Everyone plays a certain way and um, you've got to, you can't go too far away from your game. So how it looks out there in the middle is slightly different for every batter. Um, But Um, we've also been sharing our plans with each other. So if I'm out there and people see me straying from my plan, they can come down, do some gardening on the weekend, and be like, hang on, that's not what you said you were going to do. So, um, yeah, like I said, a lot of good conversations and a lot of plans in place because um, that's the best way to attack these
3: conditions. And just finally, T-Mac, I know you guys have had some massive training days, long days out on Wanchetti Stadium. Anyone, any insights you can share as to who might be training the house down, who's looking really good in the nets?
2: Yeah, you're right. It's been some long training days, but Pheebs is killing it. Gee, she looks a million bucks in the nets. Um, and she just she would bat all day, every day if she could. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled on Phoebe's because, um, yeah, she's killing it at the moment.
3: Good sell, T-Mac. Uh, good luck to you and the Aussie girls. Um, know there's heaps of support behind you back here in Australia. Thank you for joining us, as always, on The Scoop. And, yeah, we can't wait to watch you and the girls in action.
2: No worries. Thanks for having me.